0: hello everyone you're listening to turning the page with jer and Gel, and we are going to be sharing life experiences in hopes to give you encouragement inspiration maybe some different outlooks on life and how to get through those obstacles that you might be facing
1: yes we hope to be entertaining and sharing our life stories that maybe you can also relate to
0: we're gonna have some fun as we do this as my wife always says we might cry we're gonna laugh we're gonna have some really good times but you're also going to be able to relate to our lives and some of the things that we've gone through.
1: Yes, and our goal is to be transparent and raw with all of y'all. So, turn your volume up and let's get started.
0: Let's go. Well, everyone, welcome back. We are back for another week and we've missed you guys.
1: It's been one week.
0: I know, it's been a while. <laughs> but we've been thinking about you.
1: Yes, welcome back to Turning the Page with Jaren Gel. And we are on episode 16 now?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Already? I
1: can't believe we're on 16 already.
0: That's bonkers. Yep. It goes by fast. We are...
1: You know what? Getting
0: episodes under our belt. Eventually we'll it be at does. 50. And then we'll be at 100. And we should be like pros by then.
1: Well, we have been having some technical difficulties with our... Equipment. With our camera... You know, as far as like the quality and clarity and yeah. and all that, but I think I might have fixed it today. We shall see.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, of course, we're still on family. What yeah. was our last? What was the last one that we we called family? Dy- we called it family dynamics, right? Just this whole season is kind of like family yeah, dynamics. it's right?
1: all about family.
0: So we're we're still trying to keep topics that are top of mind. We've I we've gone through and researched and looked at like what are some of the top searches? Out of those top searches we try to look and see what kind of relates to our lives mm-hmm. and kind of like what we're doing and how we can kind of, you know, not pull all that data and share it, but kind of just share it between ourselves. Mm-hmm. So um, what I put on here just for right now, I don't know if this is going to be the name of our, our episode or not, but creating balance in the family. So we've, we have kind of talked a little bit about that last week. Um, well, it was more about statistics, right? Mm-hmm. Beating those statistics. Yes. And that kind of talked a little bit about balance and how we do things and stuff. But I think today we want to get a little bit deeper in that and talk a little bit about you know how how certain things affect parenting or how we do parenting. And one of the, the first thing that comes up that we have on here is what is the seven seven rule of parenting? Have you ever heard the seven 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 rule?
1: I actually have not until you brought it up.
0: Have you ever heard the 777 rule?
1: I'm sure a lot of people
0: have not.
1: But I will tell you that it is kind of pretty clever. And I feel like I've kind of followed that 777 rule without even knowing.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of like common sense in a a way. Well,
1: it also has to do with like child development, right? Yeah like during the first stages of life and what they learn and then the adolescent years and so forth. So so the 777 rule states, okay, that for the first 7 years of a child's life, you are to use those years to play with them.
0: And that kind I think that kind of comes natural just because It does. you've got a new baby. You're, you're gonna excited play with them. about them. You're wanting to show them to everybody and like the first year and a half like you have to monitor them so much was, well, well first three years I yeah
1: guess. i was gonna say year and a half uh, come on yeah a little bit more than that not
0: really like a puppy like a puppy you just eight months and boom you're done that dog can go on his own and play and wow. come back and yeah you gotta watch yes the kid.
1: so so you know how does play what does play look like during the first seven years well obviously they can't play when they're newborns right so you're talking yeah. to them you're sharing your voice. How do you talk to them? You're reading books to them. Honestly, <laughs> listen, first of all, I'm not going to be like, oh, hola, preciosa, bebita, chiquita de mama. No. Like, you know, like, well, because, okay. You don't
0: baby talk to babies? So oh, Who's a cute baby? Who's a cute baby?
1: I <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny that I ever baby talked to my child. Wow. Just kidding. Yes, I did. Of course. Who doesn't? Right. I will tell you that I didn't do it for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe maybe like the first year, I guess. I don't know. First six months, something like that. But yeah. actually, there are studies that have shown that you shouldn't baby talk to your child.
0: You shouldn't? You should not. Why is that?
1: Um, because it doesn't help with their development of speech. And so... I've never heard that. mm -hmm. Yeah, there's lots of studies on it. So I can't tell you the exact studies, but I know I've read them. Um, But Mm -hmm. basically, there are even parenting books that say, don't baby talk, talk to them like you would normally talk to them because they'll... Where did I leave that? Yeah, so statistics show... Baby talk. Yeah, that they... Learning how to talk. They will... Babies will know... More words by the age of two if you don't utilize the baby talk, right? I've
0: never heard of that.
1: Use complete sentences. Yeah. So anyways, first seven years, you're playing with them, whatever that play looks like. You know, a lot of times it's like peekaboo in the beginning. That's play. There's playing, playing playing house,
0: houses,
1: you know, giving them, maybe they have a fake kitchen and they get to pretend like they're cooking a meal in their little kitchen, like having tea time, or kicking the ball, yeah, all that stuff. So first seven years you're playing Mm -hmm. with your child and, and they actually learn through play, right? So then the, the, the second seven years from ages seven to 14 It's teaching them. So play, then teach.
0: So I think the balance just kind of changes to where more teaching than Mm -hmm. playing, right? It's probably
1: deeper level of teaching. Because even
0: from like three to seven, there's a lot of teaching that comes during that time.
1: Of course. There's potty training. There's... You know, you start learning manners. You start learning how to wash your hands. How don't to,
0: stick that fork in that outlet. How to
1: bathe yourself. <laughs> how to use the restroom
0: properly. Mm, you know? I'm still learning that one.
1: hmm <laughs> Yeah.
0: According to my wife, because I don't know how to put the lid down.
1: Well when I wake up in the middle of the night to pee and the lid's up and I fall in.
0: Hell, you've fallen in one time. One time? Maybe three times you've fallen in.
1: One time is more than enough, honey.
0: Three times.
1: It was one time. Yeah, cause, exactly. Because the other times I actually was not in the middle of the night. Why in the don't dark. you
0: put it up for me? What do you mean? Why don't you put the lid up for me?
1: Why would I do that?
0: So I don't pee on the the room? <laughs> That's not On that. the seat. That's you know, the easiest thing for me to do was just leave it down, use the bathroom, and there's there sprinkle and stuff, sprinkle and tinkle on it, and just leave it.
1: <laughs> We're getting off track here.
0: Uh, uh, the point is, <laughs> children need to learn how to
1: use the restroom properly. Yes. I know. I still love you, though. I know. <laughs> and yes, it was only one time. But that's the that's the next seven years, right, is teaching them. So from seven to 14, what do you teach them besides manners and, you know, how to clean their room? I think how- that's a big
0: thing. Manners, manners <clears throat> is a huge thing because during that time, children like, oh, I don't know if I should go there. What do you mean? <laughs> if you're saying out loud, I don't know if I so- should go there. You should go there. <laughs> how many times have we been around children with their parents and we're having a conversation and it's like flowing right conversation going
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: and then out of the corner of your ear the child here comes, comes the child being and rude you're having conversation and the kid's like oh and then so everything's like oh what baby oh oh yeah that is your truck that's your truck oh good truck okay yeah, and then we go, and then then like two not. seconds, twenty seconds later. Eh, 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 you know, I love kids. Don't I'm get hungry,
1: me wrong. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty.
0: Oh my gosh, I want something to drink. Can we
1: leave now? I need the
0: bathroom. Hey, we should be children for
1: Halloween. We'd oh be great gosh. at it. it We'd be annoying. <laughs> I know we would, would be. be. So um, but yeah. I mean. So you make a good point because. It's up to the parent to teach their child how to act in public, how to act at home, how, you know, like, for instance, growing up, if me and Carter were in public or we were with a group of friends or family, it doesn't matter where we were. If he interrupted me, I'm having an adult conversation and he interrupts me. I am going to be like, hold on, wait till I'm done.
0: Yeah. That's I'm going to finish
1: taught. my adult business and then he will have to wait. You know, unless he's dying or bleeding on the floor, <laughs> uh, honey, you can wait. And it's called teaching them patience, yep. right? Waiting your turn. Uh, don't interrupt mom and dad. So, yeah, you make a good point because there are parents that don't teach that to their children. And then they grow up as adults, always cutting people off when they're talking, yep. interrupting conversations, you know.
0: Growing up with my parents when I was younger, I remember from, God, I must have been like five, six, all the way till like I was 12, 13, you know, Mm -hmm. we were constantly around people like, I remember people always being at our home. So they would come and visit, like it was, if it wasn't another couple that was meeting with my parents, it was like a whole group of people Mm -hmm. because we would go to church and then the church was right by our house, so everyone would come over for donuts, everyone would come over for coffee or there was food and stuff. So us as kids would be playing around and I remember when I go to my parents like I had I'd go stand there and I'd just be like listening to the conversation <laughs> and then they'd get to the point where they're like Jeremy what <laughs> whatever the situation is, you know.
1: You just patiently wait like a
0: puppy. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I used to I used to be the kid that was I'm there, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. the issue was and I would get told like you don't, you know. Do you see me talking to them? I, we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Do not interrupt us when we're having a conversation. Why is that important, though? Why is that an important thing to teach your children?
1: Well, part of it is how to read a room. Sometimes, even as adults, you walk into a room, you can't even read the room.
0: And just respect of conversation, right? There's I mean, respect like you too. and I, when we have conversation, if I cut you off all the time because I want to say something, I'm
1: going to not want to share. My, I'm going to stop my, talking
0: opinion or my conversation is more important important than what you got to say yeah and you see that so much today so much today and even in the workplace
1: yes and that makes that person not want to ever share anymore because they're just going to be cut off
0: i have a boss like that
1: did you really just say that i
0: did i do
1: this is like
0: there's times, i don't care <laughs> <laughs> this is my recording <laughs>
1: Okay, you know what you're doing, honey.
0: I have, well, and it's true. I mean, you can point out people that are in your life that when you go to have a conversation Mm, or you're pulled into a conversation and you're asked, what do you think about this? Or here's what we're going to do. And you have an opinion on something. And when you're talking to that person, they kind of just. (laughs) <laughs> kind of float away right like okay. if you're having a conversation you maintain eye contact mm-hmm. you stay engaged in the conversation right. oh yeah i understand that okay okay cool that's great yeah but when that conversation is going on it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah well okay. like like mm-hmm. even today mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even am i too- listening mm-hmm no, okay, I'm not. now it's annoying. <laughs> I know. I deal with that almost every day. So almost every day.
1: So, like today, right? We were at dinner and we're having a conversation with Carter, and you're sharing with him why chores are important because the topic came up again. Because we're
0: not sharing that in today's episode.
1: <laughs> I'm not sharing the story, but because he still thinks that chores are pointless. Anyways, um. And you're like trying to explain to him and all this stuff. And what is he doing? He's not even looking at you. He's staring away. He's like acting like he's not listening.
0: Because you're not receiving what's being said.
1: Yes. So then I had to stop like, are you listening? And he goes, "Mm mm-hmm. But we all know that means it's like in one ear out the other. So Because he's heard it a few times already, right? But anyways, so it's teaching them. How to respect, how to listen, how to read a room, how to wait your turn. But even during the ages of seven and 14, you learn more than just that. You learn how to do chores, you learn work ethic. You know, there's work ethic is really important, especially in today's society Teenage. when teenagers and even 20 year olds, even like early 20s, even
0: 30. Eight year old, freaking so lazy. Forty two year old, so lazy. Don't work.
1: Don't want to work. Don't want to put in the work.
0: You know, it's I. I see that so much, but you know what? Kind of. Do you think it's because drives they me and makes me so excited about it? Oh. There are so many people that have no dedication, no work ethic. They don't have the drive to do their job. They don't put in a hundred percent. In most of the jobs that people work, the majority of jobs, you're not busting your butt. You're not doing hard, difficult work, unless you're outside or you're doing a job that physically manual difficult. labor. I mean, in in those the the new generation or the generation, I shouldn't even say new generation because it's like everybody. There's there's young and old that are taking like yeah. advantage of all this stuff, but what makes me so excited about this is that. Those of us that do work and we hustle and we do hard, you know, we, mm-hmm. we work hard at our job. And we try to do the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Like we have the opportunity to run those people over like crazy. That's the way I think about it. Okay. It's true. If way you don't want to do your freaking job, then I will Let do it. Let someone else And do. I'll make the money.
1: Way to flip mm. it to the positive side yeah. money.
0: Hmm. But people don't. People don't want to work today. They don't want to do a job. They don't want to have the commitment and everything. Mm-hmm. They just want everything given to them. We just had yeah. someone recently quit because they wanted everything given to them.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Share that with me.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's interesting stuff that happens. Interesting. Um, you know, and, and it is. It's important. You know, the, you know that drive is very <clears> important <throat> to show that you can do those things.
1: Yes, I think another important thing to to be taught between seven and 14 years is, is time management because there's so many adults that don't know how to manage their time. Yeah. And I think time management, you know, it can start in elementary, but you see it more in middle school. And then of course, high school, you know, they have homework, they have extracurricular activities, you know, they have to wake up at a certain time. They have to go to bed at a certain time. And yeah. um, when Carter was younger, he, I mean, he still wants to play video games, all the time but not as much as he used to and so I used to give him a time limit I'm like okay you can have one hour of playing time and he couldn't play during Monday through Thursday those are school nights or Sunday so I guess Sunday through Thursday he could only have video game time Friday Saturday and Sundays right and Sundays it had to end like an hour before bedtime Yeah. so I would give him an hour. Sometimes it'd be two hours. And then if he wanted more time, he had to earn it. That could be going outside and riding his bike for 30 minutes, pulling weeds, walking the dog, doing something outside, yes. anything, right? It could be doing extra chores. It could be spending 30 minutes of reading. It could be any book. Um, and then I would give him a lot of time, depending on how much time he spent doing other things, right? And he earned that time. Hmm. Well, I like that. he didn't always like that. Mm-hmm. And he would do it once in a while. But then as he got older, he was like, how much time do I get if I do 30 minutes of this? And then I would tell him, well, you'll get 30 minutes. Or sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'll give you an hour. Or sometimes yeah. it was like 20 minutes. It depends on the task. What it is. Yeah. He, as he got older, was like, nah, it's not worth it. I'm good. So I stopped doing that, but that definitely is a great motivator when they're younger. Yeah. I would say like between ages seven and eleven, maybe even twelve. But once they hit thirteen, it was like uh, it's not worth it. I
0: was like, oh. well, you 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 still have that motivation. Yes. Now, now when you tell me to do something. Strong.
1: I'm like, you don't do it? Okay. You have
0: control over that. Let me lock that. your phone. So you Hold on. It. And he's like, no,
1: no, no, no. Mom, and then no. His, he, his phone is disabled until he gets it
0: done. And he has to do or accomplish what you've given him to yeah. do. And then once he's done, he gets yeah. access back.
1: But, so these are all teaching moments that you can do with your child from 7 to 14. Did your parents teach you anything between 7 and 14 that you can remember?
0: No, I don't not that I remember between the seven and fourteen. It was more or less like fourteen to mm-hmm. the older age. It was working and it was being responsible uh-huh. and it was working for what you got. But I was lazy. I was super lazy back no. then. No. Yes. You No, I was really bad. No it. way.
1: <laughs> I can't picture that at all. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> I was, and you know, even even in in work, you know, I think the first the first job that well, no, no, I can't really say that. Like maybe the second job I had, mm-hmm. I I didn't really put full effort into it and really like thrive in it. Mm-hmm. But it was something that I wasn't really enjoying until I started working at the casino, and I had the opportunity to excel and I had the opportunity to show myself and mm-hmm. so, you know show my personality and get into the the position that I had there then like that was where I really dove into work and I was like oh man, I can you really, liked. yeah because I used to do like I went into marketing so marketing has always been a big thing of like a passion of mine and that you're I still in marketing and but back then I I went to school for graphic design I went to school for like Art and mm-hmm. you know, commercial advertising. Yeah, I'm still waiting never, for my art piece. Never really got into the full like commercial advertising. Um, after I graduated, I had a hard time getting a job because most of the places that you go find a job with are multi million dollar company companies and they have eight hundred thousand dollar accounts, million dollar accounts. So they didn't want to give someone fresh out of school the opportunity to show that you can, you know, hey, I've got talent. Yeah, you've got talent, but you don't have experience. So the experience thing was always, like, my fault, right? I can never get a job because you don't have experience. You don't have an experience.
1: It's not like that anymore, though, the job market. So I
0: lost interest in that, and then that's when I went into the casino business, and I ended up doing promotions, and, like, that was fun because I was, you know— it would be in front of people, I'd be on a microphone, I'd get to mm-hmm. talk to people and like interact with them. It was like, it was, it That's... was in front of people. So I get to, to interact with the group. That's so when that was you fun.
1: stopped being lazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it you did because it's niche? something that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I yeah. looked forward to it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed creating promotions. I enjoyed events. I enjoyed... So, setting those up and preparing them and getting people to come in and you know so do you work think that
1: your stuff. parents prepared you for that kind of work ethic
0: um yes it just I didn't accept it I guess. So my parents owned a tire business mm-hmm. and that was God it was hard work like it was really tough. Summer, winter, you're out there in the middle of this winter when it's snowing, raining, wet, cold, fixing tires, taking tires off, Mm -hmm. you know, taking the wheels off, rolling it into the shop, trying to find a leak, dunking it in cold ice water. You'd smash your hands, your fingers. My back was messed up. I've lost (laughs) hearing in my ears. You're
1: supposed to wear head head gear we did
0: we used to use like little no no earplugs things that we would put in and we had those too but when you're when you're constantly moving back and forth and you're getting work on equipment to put those on like when we would work with large our stuff for like semis and stuff we would always put them on Uh but working with regular tires and letting the air out and busting them and doing all that stuff you're kind
1: of like deaf in one ear yep interesting
0: yeah, it, it really, it really um, affected me. I used to have to go see a chiropractor. I, mean, I still I was think like you need one. 18, I 19. I still think you need one. It was like my back was jacked up, had all kinds of issues. I'm glad I don't have issues with it today. You mm-hmm. do have back issues. More yeah. muscle tension issues, not like spine mm, issues. Mm-hmm. So True. there's a difference. But yeah. I think I did. I, I think they gave me a good understanding of work because, like, a lot of the stuff that I had back then, like, I had to work for it. Yeah. If I wanted a vehicle and I wanted to put gas and I wanted to go cruising and drive around all night, then I better work because the only way I'm going to get a check and have a way to put gas in it is by working. So. But, and I was required to be there. Like, I got to play sports and I got to do stuff. But after work, like, I would get home at 315, 330. I was it was expected for me to go change and go help. So. Yeah. In the summers that I didn't have school, like when we were off, like I would be working that full time.
1: Hmm. So, I mean, I think work ethic was pretty much instilled in me for.
0: You said since you were young.
1: Since I was six. I started doing dishes at the age of six and I was too short to reach the sink. So I had to use a step stool. You know, I was the oldest, so I had to watch my brother, and I think, like, at age 10, I started cooking, like, really cooking, like, you know, the fideo and the sopas, yeah, I'd make that. Mm -hmm. I remember my brother telling me, can you make some fideo, he didn't call it fideo, like, the star soup, or, because I would use the stars, whatever the term, but, and I would just, I don't know, start cooking. Cause we stayed home a lot. We stayed Those home. Those are al-
0: skills that we I stayed- <laughs> completely get to enjoy now, baby. Mm, As my, you can tell, my cooking <laughs> has been
1: perfected. But but we stayed home alone like often. You know, I think we started staying home alone like since third or fourth grade for me. Yeah. Um, because we would walk to school and then come home, and parents didn't get out to like I don't know five five thirty and. Yeah. So that's what happens when you have working parents, yeah. you know. And so in, in the and they summertime. They both work jobs, right? They both, they full both jobs, And then so. summertime, we'd stay home alone as well because they'd be at work all day. So, you know, <clears throat> I didn't have parents that were like planning my summers. Like, okay, we've got to put them on this activity and this activity. And they got to be at this camp and yeah. do this. And like, no, no. My summers were stay at home and do nothing and can't wait for school to start again. that was my summer until I got older because then you know my dad and mom divorced so then he moved to Colorado to Denver and then he moved to Phoenix and so in the summer we would go with him for like a whole month
0: yeah
1: and do stuff over there sometimes stay home over there too but you know it was different and he had a pool in Phoenix so that was nice you know Um, but yeah that was pretty much it so what did you what do you do when you're home alone you learn how to cook you learn how to do things for yourself because no one's around to do it for you
0: video games mtv monopoly <sighs> puzzles no Did you,
1: you used know to what watch mtv i used to watch mtv yeah <laughs> yeah top 10 i like but no we we had like for video games we had sega genesis we had the cube and we had nintendo 64 that's what i had growing up so sometimes we would do that. And when we were younger, we would play hot lava and, like, stuff like that, you know. Um, we would ride our bikes a lot. And we would – we had rollerblades. So we'd rollerblade around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So I, I remember being outside a lot and going to the park. And there was, like, you know the that uh, merry-go-round at the parks oh, that yeah. are illegal and are not at the parks anymore? <laughs> We'd go and spin on that. Like, there was... Because there's, Mm -hmm. like, where my mom lives, where I grew up, there's three parks all within walking distance. But only one had a playground, which is, of course, the furthest park. But it's still only, like, four blocks away, which is really Mm -hmm. close. So, anyways. So, yeah. So, during the ages, like, middle school age and some of elementary, like, fourth, fifth grade, that's what we'd be doing. So, yeah. I think I learned a lot just being on my own, to be honest. So... You know, I tried to instill in Carter responsibility by doing, making him do his own laundry, making him throw the trash. He has specific chores that I've taught him that he thinks is useless. But guess what? Uh, A lot of kids don't get taught how to do laundry or how to cook. And so if he marries someone who doesn't know how to cook or does laundry horribly, guess what? He's going to know how to do all of that.
0: Well, and and I think in most relationships, there's always that balance of...
1: Yeah, there's always. and One we,
0: does more, one does less. Yes. One,
1: but we've yeah. talked about how, even just recently, how like you have your strengths, I have my strengths, yeah. you're weak in areas that I'm not, and vice versa. So what do we do? We focus we on those, our yeah. strengths.
0: Because there's things you do not like in doing. You do not like doing it. There's stuff that, I do not like doing. That I do. I hate doing it. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah, like sweeping and mopping. You hate doing that.
0: I'll do laundry all day, baby. I know. I'll do laundry, and I hate doing dishes.
1: I know. It's it's. I'll pick up dog hair. It's a.
0: I'll pick up dog poop. It's
1: pretty equal. I don't
0: pick up dog poop that much, but
1: it's pretty equal. I love it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the ages of seven to fourteen, right? Is teaching them things, teaching them how, yeah, how to do things of live life and then ages 14 to 21
0: those is are really important ages too. the
1: advising mm-hmm. years. So we go from playing years to teaching years to advising years.
0: Yeah,
1: so Carter's at the last seven, right? Seven, seven, seven. So he's at the advising,
0: teaching to advising. It's kind
1: right. of like transitioning from teaching to advising because there's still things that he needs to be taught, I'm sure. Um, but now that he'll be in high school next year. It's like giving him advice on relationships and study habits and how to manage your time better because, you know, he's not that great at it still, even though I've tried.
0: (laughs) I think, I think that's the 14 to 16 year old. Mm -hmm. though. I mean, there's, and the boy thing, everything's so fresh, but they know everything, everything. They know how it works. They know how everything's done. Yeah. They are very much more opinionated in things. Yeah. And I think once they experience that and break through that, when they start turning into more like adulthood, 16 to 18, 19, like that, that start, I think their brain starts clicking a little bit more to where they're like, okay, that's okay. Yeah. He's an an adult in
1: training right now, but you know, giving him advice on friendships, on romantic relationships on, cause sometimes he'll come to us with actual questions like, what should I do? Or, and I never try to make the decision for him. Right. Like yeah. he plays pretty much all the sports except for baseball. Yeah. Right. So he's in soccer, track, basketball, and football. And he can't play at all in high school because seasons overlap. So, yeah. In the fall, he has to choose between football and soccer and then he can do winter basketball and then he can do spring track. So he has to make the decision between football and soccer and he keeps going back and forth. He doesn't know what he wants to do, but I don't make that decision because if I tell him you should do this and then he does it, guess Mm -hmm. who he's going to blame if it doesn't work out or if he hates it or if he gets injured or he's going to be like, well, this is your fault because you told me to do it. And no, right. We all know how that goes. So, so I don't do that. I'm like, you play the sport that you're passionate about, whichever yeah. one is going to make you the happiest. That's the one you play. Try out. for. I, I do say like try out for both. Yeah. tryouts are probably not on the same day. So try out for both. See which one you like and then go from there. You don't have to decide now. You can decide later. Um, but that's just one example of how I advise him is not really make the decision, but helping him weigh the pros and cons and weigh his options.
0: I think that's really, really important. Teaching them commitment, how to press through difficult times, not to quit, Mm -hmm. um, allow them to make mistakes, allow Mm -hmm. them to get back up on their feet. Yeah. Um, hold them accountable for their choices. Like so many people do not hold their kids accountable. So many kids and so many parents don't even parent their kids anymore.
1: No. You know I've who, seen who, you know so many children. TikTok, their own, phone.
0: But, but I've seen so many children that even control the parents mm-hmm. like in everything. Yeah. And a lot of times, like even now with public schools, like, Parents expect that schools to teach their children. And God, our public schools are in such a rat. I mean go down that hole, but don't
1: go that down that
0: rabbit hole. <laughs> it's uh it's sad. It's it's sad because they're as as we're commanded as we're we're as parents, our responsibility is train up a child in the way that they should go. Yep. So you rear and gear and lead and direct your children mm-hmm. in decisions. Like, yes, with, even with the kids now, like, that's not a smart idea. You yeah. know, we, we tell them that's not a smart do idea. Do you think that was Sometimes a Sometimes if we understand and know that that decision is going to allow them to, to to learn from that experience, mm-hmm. we don't force them in what they're they're doing. You know, I don't think you should do that. That's not a wise decision. You know, but Yeah. Well it's, like it's a mess.
1: So I used to not lock Carter's phone at night because I was well, like, okay, yeah, you gave, you tried to give him that you, responsibility. I'm gonna trust you, you know when you need to go to bed, you know you need eight hours of sleep, you know all this stuff. Your body and I explained to him, your body needs sleep. It needs Especially rest. Now. Yeah. That's how that's when you grow, that's when your brain recharges everything, right? Um, you need your rest to function in all the sports that you do, especially since you don't want to eat when you're supposed to, you know, I explained all this to him. So he wasn't listening and he would still go to bed super late. He'd wake up late Mm -hmm. and I'd have to wake him up. And sometimes he just wouldn't shower. I'm just like, no, we're not doing this. I'm locking your phone. So it gets locked at nine 30 every night because that's when I expect him to go to sleep. Now if he goes to sleep at 9:30 or not that's,
0: that's his choice that's his, yeah.
1: That, yeah but he's not going to have access to scroll TikTok to Snapchat friends to YouTube. YouTube to all that stuff that he is used to doing yeah. right and so you know he will wake up and he'll be tired for his games and then he doesn't perform as well because why lack of sleep so i would be like do you think that was a wise choice i was like what time did you go to bed last night Oh, like one, two in the morning. I was like, and you have to be up at six. I was like, do you think that was a wise choice? And I, as an adult, still, you know, do that to myself, but not every night. So he, of course, was like, no, but he doesn't have the willpower or the discipline to change his actions. So what do I do? I lock his phone. And later, maybe when he's older, he'll actually get it. Hey, I actually do need to sleep. So so that's like one thing that we have worked on as far as advising and teaching him how to use his time wisely. Yeah. Um, and how explaining to him the benefits of things. Because sometimes when you tell a child, well, I need you to do this. And they say, why? And you just say, because I said so. Well, that one that doesn't even work for me as an adult if my boss were to tell me hey i need you to file this report and i need this done by this time and it's not something pressing that they don't need until like maybe next week but they want it done early at this time i'm gonna say why and they're gonna be like because i said so i'm gonna be like excuse me am i too like i would not respond to 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 my boss if if that was their response yeah. But if I know the logic and the reasoning behind it, I'm more inclined to actually do it. And that's and that's things I, that's something I think that parents don't understand is they think that because they're the adult and that they're older, that they don't have to explain anything. And yeah, to a certain extent, there's some things that like you don't have to explain to your child why you spend the money that you spend or, you know, yeah. do they have food? Is a roof provided? Do they have clothes? Do they have all their necessities? Okay. So if you spend $500 on whatever bag or shoes you want, they can't question. (laughs) They should not question it. And you don't have to explain yourself to them. No. But when you're telling them, hey, I need you to do this and they want to know why. Well, then give them a why.
0: Yeah.
1: It'll shut them up real quick. I need you to clean your room because we have guests coming over and I don't want them to see your room like that. Yeah. It's that simple,
0: and it gives them the freedom to make decisions as well, mm-hmm. you know, or understand things.
1: And because when... you
0: can, I mean, many parents will just give commands, commands, commands. Yeah, and yeah. uh that's those are the worst bosses to ever work for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, you can tell who their parents are. They're not were. leaders.
0: They're not. They're <laughs> not leaders. They don't lead um... you as a team. They just do this, do this, do this because mm-hmm. you know? exactly like you said, I'm not no two year old. Challenges parents face today is finding a balance between work and family life. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I think that's every parent, every family. There has to be balance between work and family. Some parents don't know how to do that, and they just work, 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 work all the time because they think that by them working, that's giving their all to their family. Because they're providing everything that they need financially, mm-hmm. but what they're lacking is they're not providing <clears throat> that emotional support, that quality time that a child needs mm-hmm. is actual spending time with their parent, not just seeing them go to work and bust their butt on a nine to five or nine to six or whatever their schedule is and then work on weekends or not be available to them in the weekends because. Yeah they're thinking about work or checking their emails or, you know what I mean? And so those parents do not know how to balance work and family. And I used to have a, a problem like that. Cause I would, you know, I would check my emails, my work emails on the weekend. I re- would respond or cause then I don't have to do it like the following week. Right. Yeah. But now I don't do that. I'm like, Oh, it's five o'clock. My work day is done. I am not checking yep. emails till Monday and I have the whole weekend to yep. not think about work during my lunch hour. You I get, I time. get an hour lunch. Okay. Well, guess what? I'm not going to be doing on lunch. I am not going to respond to work emails or work texts and it will have to wait until I return. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of adults that don't know how to do that.
0: Yeah. I I do the same thing. Um, at work. We work, I, at I've, work. I've, I've shared you, I, I leave when I'm supposed to leave five o'clock I'm done I don't mm-hmm. stay any later anymore unless it's something that I have like the it's deadline. a responsibility that I really have like something didn't work out and my deadline is not on time or something there's a couple times I've stayed till 5 45 6 o'clock I think like once or twice maybe mm-hmm. but anymore I don't I I don't because I've learned over time like I used to I would work god 12 14 hour days uh, at times.
1: Awful days.
0: And it, when I look back at it, did it ever get me anything other than giving more time to the to the business? It never got me further in my job. It, mm-hmm. it never benefit. it never won me like more favor or grace, you know, in Just in a more sense. more paycheck. It was because the people that I worked for were just like they would pull as much out of you as they can. If he, if they can get more, they were gonna and get And not more. pay
1: you mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was
0: salary, which I was making pretty good money, but it's just like Yeah, but damn. sometimes
1: there are companies that also like want you to do like five different jobs and pay you one salary which is for yeah. the one job, but they add well, on other duties. That was
0: that was yeah, I've been there. That I mm-hmm. I remember one time we went to Disneyland. To California, I took vacation because I had the time, and I was required to be on a meeting on the phone for an hour and 20 minutes. During your vacation? During vacation. I would have said no. I did. I tried, and they told me that I had to be there. Why? So I remember we were walking through, going through all the rides. All of a sudden, my phone rings.
1: Oh, I wouldn't have answered.
0: And I had to answer. I wouldn't have answered. So the kids were going and get on rides, and there's me over in the corner Okay. Just listen. And
1: let me guess. It and was once pointless? in a while.
0: It, it pretty much like I could have I could have got through without being on it.
1: Like it mm-hmm. probably could have been an email.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. M- many of our meetings back at that and time.
1: And I'm was. sure they had meeting minutes that they could have just forwarded to you. This is what but was covered in the meeting. But they required
0: every head or every person that was over a certain department to be there. Okay. And then they would call on you and say... Hey, Jeremy, well, is this correct? Is this something that we're doing or duh, 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 whatever but guess pertain what? to that meeting?
1: Every head of the department has a backup head of a department. Hey, in lieu of so-and-so, they will be attending. Mm-hmm. And you give them everything that mm-hmm. you need to share. Boom. bada bang! Yeah. bada-boom, you're done.
0: And that's what... It should have been, but the culture at that me. time, I wouldn't have done it. The culture at that time was just like horrible. I mean, it was really, it would like, they would suck the life out of you. So,
1: well, I hope you and still not have appreciation hope, for you
0: after because, you know,
1: I hope that you didn't get that one and a half hours taken away of your vacation. Like, you should have just not used that. Like, that was your working time. So, you didn't have to use that vacation yeah. time.
0: I hope. Hmm. I doubt it, but... Interesting. Yes. Anything else? Did we cover what we're going to cover?
1: How to prepare a team for the outside world. I mean, we kind of covered that, you know, teaching them and advising them. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the outside world, right? Teaching them about... Like you had said earlier, how not to quit and how to press through when times are difficult, you know, um, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You covered a lot on that. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part of it. Oh, holding them
1: accountable for sure because we didn't touch, there's a little bit we didn't touch on, like, Like there's consequences to your actions. Mm -hmm. And so you hold them accountable. Like, oh, you didn't do what I asked you to do. Well, there's consequences for that. You know, from now on, you will not have this. This will be taken away. Or even like you didn't do your homework. There's consequences. You fail. And guess what happens when you fail? You don't get to play sports. So, you know, there are consequences to every decision that you make. And I think that is something that Carter... Is, is still learning and I know he knows it you know but he likes to push boundaries and yeah. he likes to do the bare minimum just to get by even though he can be better than that Um, and and that's just where he's at and if he's okay with that fine I used to do the bare minimum also in high school pff, I just wanted to pass yeah. I actually graduated with a really low GPA Okay.
0: Me too.
1: (laughs) I mean, it was Uh, low. I think you only need a 2.5 to graduate. I think mine was like a 2.6 something or like it was like barely like I had to go and check the list to make sure I was graduating because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to disappoint my family. I think I
0: found out on the day of graduation (laughs) whether I was graduating (laughs) or not. Yeah. even the time when i went up to get my diploma they didn't even have my diploma they gave me someone else's diploma that had a different name on it
1: oh my god but you know but so that's, that's the, the thing. other thing but that's the thing is <clears throat> you do the bare minimum just to get by yeah. but like me i'm actually pretty smart and i did the bare minimum why because i wanted to party i wanted to be social i wanted to hang with my friends and yada yada right well that's how carter is and and so i kind of made this bet with him i don't know if i told you but i was like listen and i i actually found my high school transcripts in like one of my boxes so i showed them to him and he looked at a looked at my gpa he started laughing laughing at me i'm like really carter have you seen your gpa right now (laughs) i was like come on so i told him i was like if you surpass my high school gpa and i mean like 3.0 or above, Mm -hmm. okay, 3.0 or above, then you are going to get a very expensive graduation gift. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it because in case he watches this. So, But I was like, so that is your goal is to get a 3.0 overall GPA or better in high school, and you will be rewarded your senior year. And I'm kind of, like, hoping that that's, like, incentive enough that he'll actually do it and do better than me. But I don't know.
0: We'll yeah.
1: See. What were you going to say?
0: Just the whole school thing. Like, even now, like, I I was not interested in school. There was, like, so much. But then even now, you look at what you learned in school. How much do of that do you it? actually? No. And even in today's culture, like, even high school and college, none of that really prepares you for life. You like, school, what? high school, it should be preparing you for being an adult. It should teach you how to manage money. It should teach you how to do your taxes. It should teach you about buying a house. It, the things that matter, I'm like the stop things you right there. keeping a job.
1: I'm going to stop you. Why? Because they do that now.
0: No, well. Do they really? Like, so, really, Carter... They really show you... I mean... They show you how to become an in- entrepreneur, will, how to start a business and I run talk? a business. You've been cutting Do me they? off this whole no, entire No, I started... Show. I was saying it first, and you cut this me off. This whole entire we're gonna look, episode. We're going to look at video and see who cut who off.
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you better stop. Go ahead, babe. Oh, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um... So Carter actually signed up for personal finance class where they teach you about personal finances in high school. I thought that was really cool because. Oh, that's good. Because I didn't, didn't teach us that.
0: crap. No, in school.
1: I didn't have that in high school. And so I don't know if there's like one on how to buy a house, but that definitely needs to be on there. Um, but at least they have that whole personal finance one. And, and you know, we had like what home ec. OK, do I really need to learn how to make dough?
0: Rice Krispie Treats, like, Cupcakes. That's
1: something you can Google and just do it. Like, Do I need to know Pumpkin how to bread. sew? I had to sew.
0: Yeah, kind of.
1: I don't use sewing ever. When do I sew?
0: No, but if you had the skills to do it. I
1: good. mean, if a button falls off, I can See? sew it back. See? There you go. But that's kind of common sense.
0: Today you had a zipper break. Go
1: through the hole? <laughs> <laughs> Babe! Babe! <laughs> That has nothing to do with sewing.
0: It's still clothing.
1: Brand new pair of pants. Like I've worn them like your favorite pair of pants. I know. Anyways. My point is that high school has changed a little bit. I don't know how much. I know at least that class, and I cannot wait to see him go through it to see how else it has changed, right? But yes, they do they should teach more on real life situations. However, I do think that math and English are important because that is the foundation to all jobs. (laughs) You need to know math. Okay. You need to know how to calculate almost every job. That's okay. I mean, even if you don't have a job like, like where you're billing somebody for service or cashing them out at the register, Guess what? You need numbers. You need yeah. to make sure that your paycheck is on point. You need to make sure that you're getting paid correctly. You didn't, that's math. Yeah. You know, because a lot of employers will pay you incorrectly. You got to double check that. Double check your W 2s. Like, you need to know math, right? So, there's also the English. English is mm-hmm. important. Every job you're going to need to speak. You're going to probably need to write reports or write emails or some kind of form of writing. Emails. Right. And and reading. You need to learn how you need to know how to read and comprehend. Those are all basic things for every single job. So I do think those two are important.
0: Those are. I agree with that.
1: Okay, you said that it was pointless. (laughs) So I had to. like.
0: No, not not all. You know what I mean? It's like when they start bringing you into history, they start bringing you into science and all some of these other things. Science was fun. I learned some things in there mm-hmm. that I, you know, kind of Basic understood. Basic anatomy. But when they get get you into all these other courses that have nothing to apply with life, nothing to apply in anything. Remember there's classes I took in school? I don't even remember what they were. Algebra. I don't use algebra. Geometry. Some. Little bit.
1: Geometry. That's how I, I know how to hang my pictures. Yeah. correctly 90 degree angle acute angles
0: i'm just right not the angle. biggest fan of the school system private school i think would be much better because private school is going to teach you a lot more than what public school does. Do public know? schools How teach you, know? you because look at the success rate in public did schools you go to, versus did you go to no school? i went to private school
1: no you didn't nah,
0: just kidding i went to public school No, and that's why most of the people. There's a lot of private school education. When I when I now you're cutting me off, I'm gonna I'm gonna get mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, public school, like there, I probably shouldn't have graduated, but I did. There was classes. I remember there were classes that I had taken in my maybe late junior high, early high school. Mm-hmm. Of classes that I probably didn't pass, but okay. they passed me anyways. So yeah, I don't know. They learned. I was learned not typing. the smartest kid. I'm still not the smartest kid. So who knows? Wow. Maybe I'm just talking crazy.
1: You learned typing, how to type
0: in school. No, I did not. You didn't
1: take computer class at school.
0: I took a word processing class in school. You know when I learned how to type? When? Or when I when I finally learned how to how to like create emails and actually type. Mm-hmm. I went. I was looking for a job. This was, I think, either during my college or right after. And T-Mobile had opened up here in Albuquerque. Like, it was You learned fresh. at work? So, I went to go apply for T-Mobile. I got the appointment. I got the interview. But before you went on to the interview, the first thing test. they did was they took you to a typing test. How many test.
1: words per minute can you <sighs> type?
0: I think I typed, like, 42
1: Okay, well, first yeah, it was of all, horrible. I'm not even fast now. It was
0: horrible. It was bad. And then when I actually got into the casino, like, I didn't, well, we did basic typing, like, into, um, like, plugging in people's mm-hmm. information. So I got more familiar. But when I was in that position, I would actually go into the documents and just, like, type. I used to create, create little tiny stories I used to play on it and this, and this stuff. And then when it got to the point when I was <laughs> in management and I had to send out emails and type up proposals and all that stuff, like I actually knew how to type at that point. So it was cool. It, was, it worked out.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I learned in middle yeah. school.
0: Yeah, we weren't, we didn't have a computer class until I think I was in the 11th grade.
1: I know. I know. And, and they would,
0: Windows were, weren't even out for there. Me, it was like see, word processing. That's the
1: age gap is because it wasn't, it wasn't evolved when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the first computer I ever got was uh, in elementary and it was like the big old Apple with the big old back, you know, like at school. That was
0: 1998 for me.
1: But before that, that, was when that all it came was out. like the big old box that was like Organ Trail in black and green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that was before Apple. And then. I remember
0: yeah i remember windows came out they have the big computer yeah Oh. but yeah. yeah those like all that that processing and all those programs and the way all that stuff started mm-hmm. to build that was God, early mm-hmm. late 90s
1: and now you can take like courses for free online there's lots you can take of take it on
0: your phone that too you can do everything on your phone
1: there's a lot of free education online in case y'all didn't know like Coursera.com. Yeah. I got to
0: do some Google. Of that. I got to um, get my certificates.
1: Yeah, there's lots of stuff. My Anyways. wife
0: started her Google certificates.
1: Yeah, but I'm focused on my actual job learning modules right now. So yeah. I kind of put that on the back burner. Yeah.
0: Yes, you did.
1: Anyways. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Turning the Page with Jer and Jell where you witnessed a lot of cutting off today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, baby. I think it's Friday night and we started recording late and then you were like, I'm done with you're the week. like, I just want to relax already. And you like, didn't want to record.
0: <laughs> I'm so done with the week. I,
1: and I'm over I here, was like, done with work week it's today. It's Friday. We have nothing tomorrow till 11. We can sleep in if we want. Like this is our quality time together. We get to talk to each other for a whole hour about whatever we want.
0: Not whatever we
1: want. But you are in a
0: little bit of a boot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I still love you.
0: <laughs> well, keep on following us, guys. Um, social media. Follow us on all social, social, social media. Okay,
1: you needed to go to sleep. We
0: are. Uh, <laughs> you can find us at Jar and Jell Podcast on a lot of that stuff. Yes. Reach out to us as well. Jar and Jell. Jar and Jell Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to hear back back from you guys. We want to hear what your thoughts are. Yes. Share some of your stories with us. You know, we'll read those online. Next time, if you guys send us something, we'll
1: we will totally it right read here. your story online. Whatever story you want to share,
0: and we want to, to continue to encourage you guys and give you you know just some different ways to look at things. You know, if you, so.
1: if you have any uh, family topics that you want us to cover. Please comment or send us an email. We'd love to go over that.
0: You know what? I'm going to have him look at Is the back of my shirt.
1: Oh, yeah. Ooh, did, you, did you guys oh, notice? No. Did you Matching. guys notice? Look at this. Look at this.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I might be too. Oh, yeah. There we go. See? <laughs> yeah, they're, he owns nice. them both, but you know, uh, but I have I'm the last to. name now, so I get to wear it. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to wear today. And then he put his on. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to wear that. It was intentional on my part.
0: I know. <laughs> Except
1: good. I always wear the yellow one. You
0: always wear the red one.
1: Yeah. And
0: today we saw I wore this one today. I didn't want the big patch.
1: Well, that's because the patch was oh. a yeah, big I...
0: should be good. Okay. Okay. And we are live. There's your bug again,
1: baby. Kill it, baby. Go. Kill it. it.
0: It's like a super mosquito. You
1: need to get that, or I'm not gonna be able to function. Oh, it's on the floor. Kill it. Kill it. Look,
0: it's under the light. I got to go through all kinds of wires
1: here. (laughs) That's your setup, boo-boo. Wow. Thank you for killing that awful, huge, mosquito-looking dragon fruit fly. Wow. That's what it looks like.
0: I just saved my wife from a dragon. I feel like a knight in shining armor.
1: Okay, we're going to cut that part out because nobody
0: That's gonna be in the episode
1: takes. Okay, ready? Start over. Uh-huh. You start. Well, welcome back.